Welcome to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. I'm Josh Elledge, founder and CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We turn entrepreneurs into media celebrities, grow their authority, and help them build partnerships with top influencers. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around to the end of the show, where I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing daily inspiration podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. All right, coming to us all the way from Orlando, Florida, probably about five miles away from where I am right now, <laughs> virtually through the World Wide Web. I'm chatting with Nir Bashan. Uh, and Nir, you're the author of The Creator Mindset. Uh, you are a well-known speaker. You've traveled the world as a speaker, helping people to become more profitable. Your website is nirbashan.com. That's N-I-R-B-A. S-H-A-N.com. Nir, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Josh. This is fun. We could have done this in person. I'm sure. You know, and and there's probably a dad joke in there uh, playing on your name somewhere about you (laughs) actually being fairly near, but I'm not going to go there. Right, right. Um, Here we go. Yeah. Nir, so how did you get into what you do, uh, you know, again, as the, the person inspires people to be more creative. And by the way, yes, we are going to dispel that myth. We already talked about this beforehand, uh, that some people are just born creative and others are not. Um, and we'll get into that. Uh, but near how did you get into this space of inspiring others to be more creative? Definitely, Josh. So I started washing cars door to door in Los Angeles in the 80s. Um, when I was nine years old, I'd go door to door, knock on the door. Hey, I'm here to wash your car, you know, and people would slam the door in my face or, you know, they'd be like, I'm not handing over the keys to my brand new 1984 Pontiac 6000, you know, I worked hard for that car. Um, so they, you know, they tell me to clean trash cans and stuff like that. So I learned at a very early age that no matter how good your master services agreement is or your statement of work, you know, um, being flexible in order to keep up with the demands of what, you know, product or service is being consumed by the public is really an act of creativity. And I learned at that age that I needed to be creative in order to do well in mm-hmm. business. You know, even at that, so doing that type of work, when you say, use the example of creative, but in what sense are you saying that you're creative? It's not like you were, you know, creating art per se in that sense, right? Definitely. So creativity for me is not about art. It's not about playing the trumpet. You know, it's not about a great landscape, you know, of the American West, although those things are awesome. Um, Creativity is you know, art is only about 1% of the whole creativity spectrum, yet it's what we're introduced to, um, mm. to creativity ads. And we think, oh, okay, cool. You know, it, creativity for business. Oh, that means that Nir is going to teach a painting. Uh, that's literally not what I do. I look at every portion of the business, the entire pipeline from, you know, operations to finance. And we look and try to uncover moments that we can inject creativity into. 
we were all born creative. It is a complete myth to think that, you know, lightning strikes and people get creative. I worked in Hollywood. I worked in music for many years with famous people, Rod Stewart and Woody Harrelson. And these people are not that much different than you and I, Josh. They just Mm -hmm. have an ability to write down and to maintain a rhythm, a prescription of creativity. And that's what I teach people to do in business. I teach people how to be, how to make creativity happen day to day in their organization to solve problems that completely are unsolvable with the analytical mindset alone. Okay, so what does this end up looking like uh, in business? And so our audience tends to be, you know, full-time business owners, like things are going well for them. Um, and, and some folks might actually be far more creative than they give themselves credit for. Um, so in the setting of maybe small business ownership or online business ownership, what does creativity look like? So creativity can take on all kinds of different manifestations, right? It could be a new and inventive billing model. Uh, I did a keynote at a restoration, a disaster restoration company right before COVID. And I had uh, somebody come up to me afterward telling me, Nir, I spent the hour listening to you the whole time I was thinking about emails that I had to send. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool, you know? Um, mm-hmm. I said, what are those emails? He's like, well, they're, they're um, proposals. And I said, okay, what, what, go, what kind of proposals? He's like, what do you mean, what kind? We've been sending out the same proposals for 15 years, you know? They're proposals. I'm like, okay, are you happy with the close rate? And he was like, yeah, I mean, I guess, why? And I said, well, we can look at that creatively and come up with a bunch of really cool ideas. Are you into it? He said, yeah. So I said, okay, let's look at, um, let's look at how you write the proposal. What is it? He's like, a lawyer wrote it, near. You know, what do you mean? And I said, okay, cool. Why don't we try telling a story. And, you know, we ended up doing some consulting work together. Josh, I changed their entire uh, uh, mm. proposal model. And, you know, we got an uptick of, I don't know, three, two, two and a half, three percent of closing uh, um, just based on how we wrote the proposal. It was a story now. Mary had a fire in her kitchen. He did a lot of residential stuff, right? Um, you know, the, the such and such disaster restoration franchise came and helped. And people were able to relate to it better, right? Then we looked at his billing model. His billing model was lump sum. And I said, okay, let's look at that creatively and come up with some ideas. Near, we've been doing this lump sum for 22 years. My father started this company. Do not mess <laughs> with the billing model. You know, it's stuff like that. And I see it time and time again, Josh. I'm sure, I'm sure you see the same thing. Um, and so, you know, so we messed with the billing model. We did an a la carte. Nobody was doing an a la carte in his market segment. And wow. the a la carte ended up being, you know, five or six services that if you were to bite off on the whole thing, it would about 18% more than what the lump sum was in the first place. And we found that people would bite off on a lower pay uh, a lower amount of services and through his customer service through his interaction with his clients he was able to get people to bite off on the full package which ended up making him you know about 18 percent more than it did in the first place again you have to get creative leave no stone unturned josh in your business i want your listeners to leave no stone unturned everything is ripe for the opportunity to look at things creatively and look at things 
things a little bit differently than we're used to looking at things. It's not about, you know, what works yesterday will work tomorrow. People got completely burned by that, you know, now that, you know, COVID hit and the world has changed. I urge your listeners to look at every single facet of their product or service creatively and mm-hmm. find in there gaps that are um, ripe for creative change. Yeah. Um, so let's go ahead and tackle near the, the, the question or the objection of people saying, near, my brain just doesn't work like that. I'm more of a science and data person. Sure. Yeah. And I work with a lot of engineers. I work in manufacturing quite a bit. um, And I know the mindset quite well. So listen, we were all born creative. I wrote a book. It's called The Creator Mindset. McGraw-Hill put it out and they would not let me bullshit. I wanted to, trust me. I was like, oh, I feel this. And they were like, nope, you got to attribute every one of your feelings. It has to be scientifically vetted. And, you know, we have to have the whole thing be, you know, uh, cross-reference and all of this stuff. So I um, was able to find a really wonderful scientist working uh, on early childhood education in babies. She found that we're able to be creative um, before even language skills take hold. Mm -hmm. And we are innately all born creative. Okay. And what ends up happening, Josh, is through life, uh, through school, through circumstances, through the military, whatever, however your path is to entrepreneurship, um, we, we tend to let go of the creative and hold on and embrace and love and pet, give little kisses and everything to the analytical side, right? Yeah. Because it can be expressed in numbers. We love numbers. Things are quantifiable. This is 18 pounds worth of such and such. I feel good. You know, that's, oh, you know, uh, the market is 32% greater on this side. And, and we tend to fall in love with that. And it's, it's important. I'm not saying analytics aren't important. But without combining analytics, Josh, with the creative side, we are operating at half of our potential at best. That means yeah. that all of your listeners right now are, you know, executing their product or service, I would argue, with only half of their potential. They're con- constantly wondering why they can't get to the next stage, constantly wondering why they're stuck or why growth isn't happening predictably and over and over again. It's like, you know, filling up your tank with a half, uh, you know, filling up your car with a half tank of gas and wondering why you can't get where you need to go on a consistent basis. We need to unite the analytical and the creative portion of the mind and combine them into a super unit so that our businesses and our products and services, even our careers, skyrocket. So I guess my next question is that, you know, what percentage of creativity is actually science? Like, is there a science to creativity? No doubt. So because creativity is something that we're born with, it's a doing activity. It is just like looking at a, you know, a P&L sheet. It's just like analyzing mm. your Q3 result. There is a predictable and routine thing that you can do. I learned it from people in Hollywood. I learned it from people in music and I wrote it down. And there is a predictable routine that anybody can execute to become more creative. It just takes the will to want to do it. And it takes a little bit of of know-how to learn how to do it. Um, But creativity is not inspiration. It's not music. I love music. It's not music. It's not painting. It is an actionable business tool. It's a bunch of them, really, a combination of business tools that can help anybody uh, in their business. 
Yeah. Uh, so do you think that uh, technology and AI uh, are, are going to provide solutions, and maybe they already are, uh, you know, whereby we can, you know, I, I feel like sometimes people are like, man, I just need ideas. And then, you know, we could go off of that as opposed to, um, you know, just coming up with ideas out of the ether. You know, again, I think audiences are always a great way to stimulate ideas. And then from there, uh, you know, that that might be a good jumping off point. I think it's that, that initial spark that maybe sometimes people don't feel like they get enough of those. Yeah, so definitely that initial spark can be done with a pen and a pad of paper. It could be done by you, by your board of directors, by your leadership team. It can be done. I've done it with 1,500 people before. I've done it one-on-one. There is a method. You grab a sheet of paper. You write the concept, the idea, and the execution of your business. And through those three realms, one is the widest look of your business, one is the medium look, and one is the ultra super specific point of your business. Through those three things, once written down, because when you write things down, you activate completely different portion of the mind that helped you to solve problems in a different way. Once you write those things down and you get comfortable with those tools, that is something that can kickstart any idea to happen whenever you want that idea to happen. Uh, as a business near, uh, you know, again, as a keynote speaker, obviously this has been kind of an unusual year for you. I uh, had a book that just went live. Um, how, what have you been doing this year that is a little bit different than years past and how have you adapted? So for me, change is something that is inevitable. We're literally living in a generation, Josh, where, you know, people have never seen hardships. They didn't live through, uh, you know, the great recession of 07, 08. They didn't live through 9-11. They didn't live through, you know, uh, the Gulf Wars uh, or whatnot. And, and we've had it so good for so long that people have forgotten that, you know, change is inevitable and, you know, things go up and down. So for me, an embrace of creativity has led me to come up with all kinds of different tools and techniques where I would usually, you know, spend a month in Salt Lake City consulting with a manufacturing company. Okay, you know, now I have to do it virtually. So my business has changed completely and my willingness and really optimism about changing and keeping up with change has been uh, crucial in staying alive. Um, You know, I want your listeners to understand that the perspective that they give problems can sometimes be far more powerful than what the original problem is in the first place. If they view that problem with positivity, if they view that problem with a can-do attitude, That is, you're halfway there to solving the problem. So for my business, I do a lot of keynotes, right? And, you know, a lot of people are doing webinars and such. So I started doing a Coffee with Near program, which is wonderful. And and it's been really, it's been really well received, right? So every morning, 15 minutes with uh, a certain company. And I've done this uh, once or twice with different, once an association, one with a, with a company. Uh, I do 15 minute coffees. And every morning we come up with a new creative concept. And by the week's end, people have some actionable items to help them. It's, 
easy, it's fun, um, you know, it's finally something to look forward to in the morning. I urge your listeners to do exactly that. Look at their business and start to go, you know what, what kind of ideas can I have? Use their concept, your idea, and your execution. Start to actually do this stuff. Pick up a pen, get to work, put your butt in a chair and do it, and then be able to solve problems in a new and different way. Yeah. Um, Nir, have you noticed um, any patterns or any, uh, you know, maybe certain populations are a little bit more receptive? Maybe it's gender-based, maybe geographically, or maybe even just industry-specific, where you say, you know what? Uh, I've actually noticed some interesting trends. And I'm curious if you've observed anything like that. You know, I have noticed that... um, Now there is a, so here's the thing that I've noticed. When the economy goes up, the snakeskin oil salesmen are down, right? And when the economy starts to go down, the snakeskin, you know, the snake oil salesmen go up. I feel like there's everybody and their mother right now. I went to a bookstore the other day and, you know, kind of walked the shelf. There is a million books on get rich quick right now, you know, a million books, real estate, you know, in a month you will get rich quick. Listen, Josh, if your listeners have gotten rich quick with one of those books or those 12-step program or whatever, please call me because I want to be rich too. I want to get rich yeah. quick. You know, send yeah. me an email. Send me the link to that. I want that program. The thing is that it does not exist. What I've noticed is there's a lot of people out there trying to kind of tell them, you know, tell people, businesses and people in their careers, hey, my method will will get you rich quick. And, you know, maybe I shouldn't be saying this, but my method is not a get rich quick scheme. It is tools that you can develop over the long haul that will help enrich your product or service. If you're the business owner, it helps you come up with coming kind of new directions and new market that you've never before uh, um, have even thought about. And if you're on your career path, they help you um, come up with different ideas to get to where you want to go. I have seen this trend where there's a lot of people out there that can, you know, promise the world and not deliver it. And I want to really stay out of that channel. I want to be on the track of long-term, nothing's overnight. You know, uh, this is really a process that is uh, um, important, incredibly important because it helps you deal with change. And you've seen companies and I have too, that have done really well during COVID and some companies that have done really poorly during COVID. Companies that are able to be creative, to innovate, to continually change, do well. Those who don't are relegated to the pages of history. Yeah. Um, Near your book, The Creator Mindset, I would imagine you could buy anywhere. Uh, It's McGraw-Hill, so I would hope so. (laughs) And look at that. I I imagine this to be, it sounds like it's kind of a, a workout guide. To, to become more creative and more than just about here's all the reasons why you should be creative. You had mentioned, well, here's, here's the, the workout, Reg. If you do this, you are naturally going to become more creative is, is kind of uh, what I take from that. Absolutely. Almost every book on the market. And I've, you know, spent many years looking. The The book took me six years to write. So, I, you know, because I'm busy. I'm not an academic. I, You know, I love academics, but I don't teach classes on Thursdays and Tuesdays and then have Monday, Wednesday, Friday free to, you know, 
Right. I'm working uh, just like you are, Josh, and just like your listeners. I mean, this book is bred from like blood, sweat and tears. This is not, you know, a lofty analysis from a university. These mm. are actionable tools that anybody can use to become more creative. The problem that I found and the niche that I filled, just like an entrepreneur would, is that all of these books were about the why. And you would read them and get inspired, right? Yo, right. wow, why? It's so important, you know? And you'd get excited and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you'd end the book and you'd get hungry because it literally gave you no tool. And so when mm. I took this book out, we got four publishing offers from the majors, you know? And um, McGraw-Hill was like, we want you near to make a book about the how. We're tired of the whys. What do you think? I'm like, yes, thank goodness I found you guys, you know? And so the book is, literally i think there's one chapter about the why and 20 chapters about how it is a book that you can go with your pen or your highlighter and circle and come back to over and over for how to do techniques this isn't cerebral it's not like a college approach if you like kind of how i'm talking now Everything, you know, the book was written by me. I didn't hire a ghostwriter. Um, it's a conversational book that will help people become more creative. And I, I really hope people like it. All right, Nirbashan, the book is The Creator Mindset. Your website, nirbashan.com, N-I-R-B-A-S-H-A-N.com. All the way from Orlando, Florida. <laughs> Nir, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Josh. I'm coming over for lunch. Is that cool? Sounds great. Yeah. See you in a bit. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, Tag us with the hashtag UpMyInfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Mm -hmm.